the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on gotodobbs.com now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skilled team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. Curbs, good morning. Good to have you with us. How you doing? Morning, Randy. Doing good. How are you guys? Everything's great. And we've talked a lot about Mike Hoffman on this show and as Blues fans over the course of the last several months. And lo and behold, he gets a PTO with the Blues. What's your initial impression of the fact that he's coming to camp with the Blues? It, this one does kind of feel like it was just a matter of time and was a good fit right from the beginning, doesn't it? I mean, it it's one of those things where you look at, okay, the injury to Vladimir Tarasenko, the guy could play in a top six role. Um, you need some goal scoring. You need to, you, you really kind of want to replenish a little bit of depth of what's happened. And, and you look at it and you're like, okay, this, this one makes a lot of sense. And you're always wondering, you know, is it possible that they could actually pull it off? And I think when you read the quotes from his agent, Jeremy Rutherford's uh, article on the athletic, you, you really get a sense that there was a, a it was a good sense of reality of, okay, we've just got to get into camp and understand what the market is right now. And, and this was a good fit for him. Curbs, Randy and I were just talking last segment about this and how a couple years ago we were talking on this air on the station about the Blues and if St. Louis was a desirable place for players to come and play. And obviously winning a cup helps your case, but it does seem like now St. Louis is a destination for top free agents. Well, uh, yeah, you look at the fact that they're in a window, uh, the, the quality of the building, the quality of the practice facility, um, and, you know, and, and people want to play for a winner. So they know that they're coming in here. And I think that's an important aspect of, uh, you know, of, of what you have to realize here with Mike Hoffman, too, that, you know, really for the most part, yeah, I, Ottawa had one really good run to the Stanley Cup final, but aside from that, it really hasn't been much of an opportunity for Mike Hoffman to play on, on good teams, on winning teams, on teams where, where the expectation, you know, is really there. Now I I know in Florida, he had, he had teams that had records that were over 500. All right. But, but they only made the playoffs. I mean, they lost in the qualifying round last year, right? They they only made the playoffs once. If you, when you count that. So I, I look at it and I realize that, you know, here's also a player, too, that when he wanted to sign with somebody, I'm sure he wanted to sign with somebody that was knocking on the door of the chance of winning the Stanley Cup. Well, if you go look at it, if you look at the top teams in the East and then the top teams in the West, let's just say you take the top five in the East and the top five in the West, so essentially about a third of your league in total, you realize those teams don't have a whole lot of cap space. So what's a player like Mike Hoffman to do in that case? And I think the way the Blues have stepped up with this one uh, puts it uh, in great perspective for him, especially during a pandemic year where things are cuckoo. So I 
I like the way this whole thing is shaken out. Curbs, I really like the way the Blues are talking heading into camp, too. They recognize what we talked about last year after they got knocked out in the first round about how there didn't seem to be a ton of intensity during camp or that uh, that round robin. They really seem, and Ryan O'Reilly talked about this the other day when he was introduced as the captain, they seem to be intent upon starting this season with a high level of intensity. Listen, there. Uh, when you talk to a couple of the, the guys, Randy, you see them, there is a real sense of I, – I, I'm kind of getting that, the, the, the unspoken sense of bring it on right now. You know, Ryan O'Reilly saying, you know, I, I like the fact that we're in the West. Uh, I like the fact that we're going head-to-head with the top. I, I look at the signing of Hoffman, and you realize that and if Vladimir Tarasenko could come back and, and join this team sometime maybe in, in, in late February to March, you're talking about, I, I don't know that there's a team with better depth than the St. Louis Blues. Some may equal it, but I don't know that it's better. I, I, you put all that in there. I mean, Braden Shen really psyched up about the fact that this team is ready to play and they feel that they can go out and win another Stanley Cup. And this is this is after a year where you essentially lost Jay Bullmeister, Alexander Steen, and Alex Petrangelo. But there is really uh, a, a vibe around this team of let's go get it. And I think if you get some decent goaltending out of uh, Jordan Bennington and then you get the the backup wins you're going to need from Billy Huso, this team is going to be in a really, really good spot. I'm going to ask this. I don't. I know it's not putting you on the spot because I know you've thought about it. Where are you going to put Hoffman? What line would you like to see him on? You know what? He, he's a left-handed shot. I, I think ideally right now you'd like to see him on the, on the line with, and this is going to sound a little bit crazy, but all right. But I think that the signing of Mike Hoffman on a line with Shen and Schwartz, hmm. right? If if he has, that's if he can play the right side. If he plays the left side, then you're looking at O'Reilly and Perron. But here's what it's doing to me, for, for in my opinion, Randy. This is this is why this is such a great signing on, on so many fronts. Okay, first off, Doug Armstrong is getting a player that essentially he's buying low with a high yield of return. All right, and then this is all making the assumption that he does sign a contract with the St. Louis Blues after the tryout is over. All right, so the, the other thing that it does, and this is something Doug likes to do, is think of the internal competition now. You know, if you, if a week ago, if you're Zach Sanford, if you're Jordan Cairo, if you're Robert Thomas, you're looking at this situation saying, okay, two of those three are going to be in the in the top six, mm-hmm. right? And, well, you know, right now you, you could end up with a situation where none of the three end up in the top six. But if you put him on on that, that, that line with Shannon Schwartz, you give Sanford another opportunity to continue to go with Perron and Ryan O'Reilly. You know, you then put the added pressure on Robert Thomas to play better to earn his way in the top six. You put the pressure on Jordan Cairo uh, to, to play better. And then what happened? I mean, like I said, if we bring up the fact that Tarasenko could get back in that lineup, when that happens, and if there's a click with Mike Hoffman, all of a sudden you could be potentially talking about a third line that consists of a Tyler Bozak, a Robert Thomas, and a and a Zach Sanford. Now, what are you doing with what are you doing with Sammy Blay? Who you know who, who could be in that mix? And then if you if that's your third line, your fourth line is back to a, a Sunquist, Clifford, and Barbashev. And you're looking at that, going, okay, who is deeper in the National Hockey League? So I, I'm not I'm not so sure that he's penciled in one way or another, or that things are written in stone with some of those other young guys. I like the competition that this brings to those young guys to really have to step up and earn it. Because, I mean, again, if Vladimir Tarasenko gets healthy and when he does, he can be effective. 
holy smokes, you've got that internal competition Doug Armstrong likes to talk about. Curbs, when I think about new faces coming to the Blues, we mentioned Hoffman, Tory Krug, we have Jim Montgomery on the staff. It seems like a lot of positives heading towards the Blues power play heading into this season. Uh, oh, shoot, they have so many options. And, you know, Michelle, it's funny that, that you bring that up. I started thinking about that. And, of course, you know, Mark Savard, who was kind of the the, the power play guru for the Blues uh, from a coaching standpoint, he's obviously not returning. But I then I, I thought about the addition of Jimmy Montgomery to this coaching staff. And and I really like the, the experience and aspect of what that brings. I, I, I would love to be a fly on the wall of the discussions with him and, and Barubi about how this power play and who's going to be on which unit. Are you going to put Pareko on one, which one, or which one is crew going to end up being on, you know, Mike Hoffman with that left-handed shot, which I think is, uh, is, is hugely important on the power play. Well, where are they, where are they going to put him? I mean, they have, you, they're going to be able to roll out two power play units that are going to look like number ones with the way this thing could line up. Yeah, it's a remarkable, and we forget on the day that they acquired Falk, that was one of the main things that Army talked about was Falk's shot from the right point. You you could have a, a group of players on a power play unit that weren't even here for the Stanley Cup championship. Yeah, and, and the re, one of the reasons and areas that I think that's going to be pretty critical, uh, guys, is, is look at the... Look at the schedule that came out and look at what it means. I, I think Craig Berube knows that there's going to be some nights that he's going to want to sit a player or two as a healthy scratch just to get him some rest. Uh, and and then, of course, we don't know the impact of what COVID might do to a schedule and compact a part of it or, or what have you. So that depth and how they're going to be able to utilize different players is going to be really, really important throughout this season. And, and, and it's one thing that they have and, you know, you're look, you're a full season separated from when you won the Stanley Cup. You've had to replenish your roster a little bit, which is the MO of the what some teams have done. But my goodness, have they put themselves in a great spot to compete again? Curbs, I want to circle back to something you were talking about when you mentioned this team has a bring it on mentality right now. Where do you think that stem from stems from? Do you think it's from the fact that they feel like they have unfinished business from the way that the the playoffs ended early in the bubble? Or do you think it's because of the fact that there are new faces here and you have uh, a, a new captain taking over? What do you think is causing that attitude with the Blues? Well, I, I think, you know, the, uh, honestly, I think it comes from the fact that the majority of these guys that are with this team won that Stanley Cup and so many of the players that have won it will tell you that, yeah, they won it once, but it just makes you hungry to win it again and relive that. And I, I can completely understand where that's coming from. And so I think that they realized that there was a missed opportunity last year. I don't think that any one of them were happy with a first-round exit at the hands of the Vancouver Canucks. I don't think any of them liked how they played at all. Uh, some players were angry. Some were frustrated. And and, and they also know that they were dealing with some injuries and some health issues and things like that, but it, it left a really bad taste in their mouth. And so I think, I think the combination of winning in 19, the early exit in 20, and then some of the changes and, and depth added to uh, this roster to keep the level of excitement up the same way that the level of excitement changed with the acquisitions of Bozak and Perron and Ryan O'Reilly on July 1st of a couple of years ago. I think you put all that together, and that's where it comes from. And, and honestly, I, I think you can just shake it down, Michelle, to the fact that it's a championship and a winning attitude and high expectations they're putting on themselves. Hey, Curbs, last thing, and, and this is down the road, but the season is going to go so fast. San Jose starts with an eight-game trip because they aren't allowed to play in San Jose, and then they're scheduled to host the Blues on uh, 
in February, right at the beginning of, uh, uh, or no, at the end of February. I guess my question is, do you have any idea what San Jose is going to do if they aren't allowed to play home games? No, it's just a matter, I guess, kind of like the 49ers said to do it. It's just a matter of what they'll, they, I'm sure that they have worked through a plan B scenario of what building to go into. Um, Vegas is, uh, always seems to come up as kind of a hub city, an opportunity there. So that would be a possibility where the flight's not too bad. So I've got to think that that's really the only option is to, obviously, you go, you'll base in another city when you do that. I like how they started them on the road. And and you know what? It's going to be tough for them. I still, although I'm, I know people in San Jose might argue with me on this, but I think when the Blues beat them in, in that series in six games, they didn't just win a series. They broke a franchise. They did. I mean, they really did. And um, and it'll be interesting to see where they go. That That's a franchise that has proven that they can rebound. It's a proof that they've twice been able to go from missing the playoffs to deep runs the next year. So we'll see how that impacts them. But this Randy, that's the flexibility and the challenges that, that every team's going to be faced. And it's no different than what we've seen in the NFL, no different than what we saw in Major League Baseball with what happened with the Cardinals and, and Florida, no, no different than what we've seen in college football or college basketball. You have got to go into this season with the ability and thought process of being as flexible as possible. And if you're like – I mean, if, if you're a hockey player in the NHL right now and you've got the mental capacity of a Jaime Garcia where room service coming up late really flusters you, you're going to have a hard time playing through this year. Curbs, great to have you with us. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. We'll uh, talk to you soon. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Randy. Thanks, Michelle. See you guys. Many of us, if we're being honest, have given up hope on good sleep. But why? Well, if you're like me, you've tried everything and nothing has helped, so... If we're not going to sleep well anyway, why try? That kind of thinking is so 2021. It's time to rethink our nights and days and demand more from our sleep. Talk with your doctor about how you can seize the night and day. And visit SeizeTheNightAndDay.com to learn more. Celebrate this holiday season by sending money to your loved ones with Western Union. As a new customer, you can enjoy a $0 transfer fee when you send money online. For fast and reliable money transfers, use Western Union. Visit westernunion.com or download our app today to get started and your first transfer fee is on us. Services offered by Western Union Financial Services, Inc., NMLS 906983 or Western Union International Services, LLC, NMLS 906985. FX Gain Supply.